Texas. They say everything's bigger here, and they're right. We've got big cars, big hearts, and a big sky. This is big sky country. Yeah, we know that's what Montana calls itself, big sky country. We'd just like to point out that Montana is 147,000 odd miles big. Texas, well, we're 268,500 miles huge. Who's got the bigger sky now, Montana? Hmm. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Yeehaw. Another episode. Fort Hood's great big podcast. It's a riot. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, stop. What a segue there. Huh? That's a nice segue. Huh? Keeping it topical. Without without crossing the line. Yeah. We straddle yeah. that. Because we, we know straddling. Charlie never crosses any lines. I don't. Never. You are. A, well, they never hear it. The yeah. listeners never heard it. <laughs> you only color in side the line. Let's not bring color into this. Not the right climate. Crayola. What does Crayola <laughs> even mean? You can't hear me shaking my head. I can see it. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> I don't know what Crayola means. Okay. Seriously? Next Crayola? Box, Next topic. Box is 64? Yeah, I know what, I know what, I don't Here's know. Here's your box is 64, now go in the corner and color. No, I know what, what Crayola mean? means. <laughs> he was saying, what does it mean? I don't know. Is it an acronym? Okay, Google. What does Crayola mean? The word Crayola was originally thought up by Alice Binney. Binney, a one-time school teacher, combined the French word cray, meaning chalk, with ola, shortened from the French word oléaginu, meaning oily. <laughs> oily chalk. I, I, what what oily I got chalk. out of that more is that cray means chalk, so he's so chalk chalk. <laughs> Huh? That must be what it sounds like <laughs> to all the French people out there. Oily chalk. Yeah. Oily chalk. Shout That's out, out to Billy. It. Yay. Crayola. Oily chalk. I didn't realize it was like French derivative. You didn't realize that Crayola was French derivative? No. Think it's Native American? <laughs> I honestly never thought about what that word came from. Really? It's just like, it's just, I thought it was a company brand name, like Google. It is, but all names come from somewhere. Google That's means true. something. Google's that really long... Ask Google Number. what Google means. Right. Yeah. Hold on. Come on. Hold on. When did when was the first time you Googled what Google? Oh, I, knew, I knew I never have. Oh, you have I knew what I can't Google wait. Meant. I remember when they named themselves and I and uh, oh. it was the headlines they were something about there's a company, there's a search engine who's named themselves after their really long number. Okay. And that was like a passing, you know, two small paragraph kind of mm. Hmm. thing no one could have guessed hey okay google what does google mean is it says what can i help for you oh now it's saying 
Now it's whatever I'm saying, it's typing. Stop it. <laughs> stop talk, Stop following me. <laughs> I'm hearing like. These came back from a search. Silence. Thanks. This is. Okay, Google. Define Google. There you go. Here's the definition of Google. Search for information about someone or something on the internet using the search engine Google. That seems self-serving. Wow. That seems kind of self-serving. Maybe we need to look at the third or fourth definition. There was that only gave me one. Oh. Okay, let go of the corporate thing. <sighs> no more corporate. Let it go. Put down the phone. Oh. Put down the phone. So did y'all see the space launch? I did. I was so happy it didn't blow up. Yeah. It's exciting. You were predicting that. I thought you I were? would not have. Yeah, he was. Oh. Did you, they ran so the morbid. simulations right before it, and the rocket blew up in the simulation. Well, I think they were worried about the weather. <laughs> I think they were worried about more than that. Well, yeah. Blowing up. But they didn't. They're up there yeah. floating above our heads right now. It's yeah. the first time in, I think, seven years that we've sent. Eleven. Eleven. Wow. We've Eleven years. Yeah, because normally we just use Well, Russia, we right? didn't. We didn't. Oh, it was SpaceX. SpaceX. Yeah, SpaceX. SpaceX. First commercial rocket yeah. launch. Mm -hmm. So are you planning your trip to Mars? Trip I'm to not. Mars? I've already been there. Oh. It's not all that. It's not all that. Are you going to drive there, though? Are you going to blast off? Am I going to blast off? In your commercial... Off? I mean, I think that's where it's going. Oh, it's definitely going there. We'll have, I mean, I don't know if it'll be in my lifetime, mm. but we'll have people going up into space, probably doing spacey things. Mm -hmm. And the military's got a space force. We do. Yes. Huh? It's pretty you awesome. You can re-up for the benefits. <laughs> hey, they had the uh, they had the journalism awards, journalism with giant quotes around it. Uh, for the uh, the military this year. Yes. But did you see that the fella that took first place for all the Department of Defense huh. for graphic design was with the Space Force? Wow. Yeah, their huh. first award. How so cool was that? Good for so them. So I'm going to hit the button. Nope. Yay, Yay. Space Force. We applaud Space you. Space Force and kind of Space Force. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, he was really good. His, his posters, it was that... Uh, Old 1940s, 50s travel poster thing. Yeah. But then with space as, as recruiting. The final frontier. I can't yeah. imagine they're going to have a problem recruiting because who wouldn't want to join the space yeah. force? I want to join off, the space band. It sounds cool. And second, I'm pretty sure people are convinced they're not going to actually have to do anything. Yeah, all these little oh. kids that wanted to be Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, astronauts. Right? I wanted to be an astronaut Come at one on. point. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the dream. I think everybody did. Yeah, it's like, it's like astronauts, firefighters. I remember as a kid, I think I wrote Jimmy Carter. Unless you're Jethro Bodine and want to be a double knot spy. I, uh, <laughs> I wrote Jimmy Carter a uh, letter as a little kid um, asking about space or something. Aww. And I just got a form letter back. Thank you for writing oh, the president. Yeah. And it's a lot of stuff. Uh, bummer. The blanket. They, say, they always talk about him being so nice. Mm -hmm. I know different. What, did it have letter. the signature that was like pre? No, not even no, that. Not even a not signature. Even just a for little form Charlie. Oh, did you dirty? Sure, Charlie. It's all good. <laughs> yep. And how has that affected your life now? I always vote Republican. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> you never know. A butterfly flaps his wings. Yeah.
and then a peanut farmer is elected president. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that are that get very upset about the presidents that we have, one way or the oh, other. Oh, yes. Right. And yes, what yes. I look back on, who, whether it's our current president or the one before him, it, it really does demonstrate anybody can be president. Little little Timmy or Jane or whoever, you you got a shot at this. It should, it should be a it should be a positive thing. Anybody yeah. can do this. Yeah, anybody with a ton of money. Yeah, or friends uh, that have a ton yeah, of money. Friends, friends that have a ton of money. Just make I the mean, right come friends. On. And that come network, on. though. That's true. Rubbing elbows is a thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're oh, we're no oh, longer I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no longer shaking hands. Only elbow taps now. Well, did you see the picture of the president not shaking hands the other day? No, it was fantastic. Why? Uh, it was so he was either getting on or off the helicopter Air Force chopper or whatever it's called, uh, and there's a Air Force fella sticking his hands out, and Donald Trump is on his toes with that, (laughs) (laughs) no way. And I was like, yeah, they just set the the example. We're not supposed to be doing that. I I found that very amusing. Very amusing and educational because setting the good standard for people. I I, I get that. But like bought the wife a car recently, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Two weeks ago now. Yeah. That salesman's jumping through the roof, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he shook my hand. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. It's, it's good. You know, mm-hmm. it's all, you know, so, you, you know, if, if I was a brand new dad and my wife just delivered, I'd be shaking people on their hands, patting yeah. them on the back, sure. doing whatever. I'd, there'd be hugs, man. Well, yeah. In Europe, they go around kissing everybody. Yeah. I have hugged several people. Since. Yeah. Since the social distancing is have enforced. you? Yeah, I just when I really felt like it. And you're sometimes on the, you're on you the just edge. need a hug. <laughs> you're you know? on the edge. Yeah, I don't want that Article 15 though. The hugging Article 15, okay. inappropriate hugging. Uh, well, the biggest thing is if we don't wear a mask. So you, we'll you can wear a mask and hug. No, we're not supposed to hug. You're not even supposed to. Well, in the military, yeah, in general, you don't go around yeah, hugging know. people. Public display of affection. Well, I'll hug my friends. Yeah. Like when, like whenever, when I was in Germany, one of my good friends went to the promotion board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but is it a hug or is it one of those lean in kind of chest bump things? No, we hugged. Okay, because that was excited that's for That's typical, her. you know. And I hugged you know, her. Sport team hug. Yeah. Is this before or after the board? It was after the board when nice. she got it. Oh, well, she did. Well, there you go. See, so it was celebratory. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't just a random hug. Yeah, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm just seeing you now. And it, it was like, there was a reason for it. It's you a know, big deal. I don't, yeah. I don't have a problem. I can tell you right now, I don't have a problem shaking somebody's hand or what physical contact doing what we would consider what was normal behavior. Yeah. But then when it comes to it in real life, there's that pause. Yep. In my brain. Yeah, you think about it. Yeah. Which didn't happen ever, ever before. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. And speaking of pauses. Yes. Military movement's been on a pause for, for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of stress there. Yep. We have a special guest that's going to explain the future of military moves here at Fort Hood and beyond. So this is really cool. If you're 
wanting to get the heck out of Dodge or wanting to get the heck into Dodge. <laughs> right. We've got your hookup. Tell We've me more. Well, we will right after these important, important, important messages. Stay tuned. If you've got problems and feel like you just can't get answers, there's a place for you to turn. The Inspector General's Hotline. They take your issues seriously. If you're at the end of your rope and need someone to reach out to, grab a pen and take down this number. 254-287-7209. That's 254-287-7209. The Fort Hood Office of the Inspector General. They inspect generals so you don't have to. Got a problem? Write your congressman. Fort Hood's great big podcast. So how about that local sports team? Oh, wait. You mean the ones that aren't playing? Well, I just heard something about baseball getting something with things. What? They're trying to, they got some 100... 40 game season how many yeah games are no that's not gonna happen 100, but uh it's normally 162 yeah 140 game season with they're gonna n- play till december yeah hey hockey's trying to to get on it and play into oh come on they're just they're scrambling for the the cash is what it's a cash scramble yeah it's a cash scramble well the first couple of months they're gonna be playing in front of nobody i know and that's that's nuts. If there was, did you watch the Korean baseball on ESPN? I've never watched. They broadcast Korean the Korean baseball league. Sports fans are so starved that ESPN mm-hmm. is broadcasting live Korean league baseball games because they're playing in front of no fans. And this game brought to you by Yosim Kimchi. Yeah, and they're they're showing updates. I get up around five, turn on the tube, and occasionally I have it on Sports Center, mm-hmm. and there they're showing highlights of. This over the night, you know, midnight when it was live here in the States, uh, Korean Baseball League. I thought it was bad enough when they started having professional uh, sporting people play video games Yeah, on the internet. Did you hear about the one race car driver that like rage quit in the middle? He just got, he was doing so <laughs> bad, he just quit. Yeah. And there was like racial slurs going on yeah, and, and stuff. Yeah, he lost his he, sponsorship. He lost his <laughs> you were, job you were playing, playing a, a video game. Playing a video game. It's a yep. different set of skills. They did it with... Uh, it is car. crazy. They did it with tennis, too. They had him playing some tennis video game. Very well, strange. What they should have had it had it do is the professionals play gamers. That would have been kind of entertaining. Yeah. Who's who's getting schooled now? Maruna Mavakovich. I don't know any. Kevin Federer. <laughs> I don't know anybody's name. It's Roger Federer. Is it? Yeah. Kevin Sorbo, but he's not a sports guy. Uh, I think you're thinking Kevin Federline. Am I? Yeah. Oh, going old school with Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what sport does she play? <laughs> <sighs> well, he, is, he, is, he was a dancer, right? He was. That's he athletic. Was. Dancing is very athletic. very athletic. Yeah. Even though I have no idea who we're talking about. Good. And, but, <laughs> so how about that local sports team? Yeah. The, uh, we do have something local, though. We have a new general order. Ooh. Ooh. I'll, I'll have some fries with that. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like that supersized? No. Yeah. Well. Supersized means you can go past the 40-mile radius, which you can't. 40 miles for you. Not yet. No Austin for you. No Dallas. No Dallas. 
But you know, there's nothing there anyway. You've been there. You've seen it. Nothing's new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the same. Plus, you know, they were hot spots. Mm-hmm. Are they still hot spots? Yes. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. maybe that's why we got a 40-mile, you know, radius. But the, the general order does lift the curfew. Ooh. So feel free to do whatever you are doing at night again. That's a good thing. Or maybe not. I was going to say, good <laughs> well, decision-making skills. See those blotter reports. Mom uh, always said nothing good happened after midnight, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you can be in groups of 15 people or more now. Party. I know, but you still got to stay far apart. Socially distanced. Socially distanced. But really, weren't we all socially distanced anyway? Yeah. Mentally. Yeah. But other changes as well. Yes. Like movement. And I don't mean the high fiber kind. Ooh. I mean getting out of Dodge, going to a new duty station. In the military, we like to call that PCS, which stands for... Permanent change of station. That's right. I'm glad you said that because I just uh, occurred to me I had no idea what that meant. (laughs) And joining us today to talk about movement movement is major angela chipman she is the director of the three core strength management branch yes. and she is army strong i am army strong and i uh, i really hope uh this summer kind of allows people to to get a bit more freedom of maneuver because i know everyone's feeling pretty pent up and wanting to just kind of escape a little bit so now the the, the backstory on all this was May 22nd, the Secretary of Defense signed a memo that said, hey, you remember that 30 June? We're going to stop movement all the way to 30 June. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I'm rescinding that. And then he left it up to local commands and commanders to figure it out for themselves, right? Yes, yes. And you work in a place that figures that stuff out because that's where the orders come from, right? We we do, we do. And I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, It's it's opened it up to where, um, yeah, it's not a a defined date anymore. Mm -hmm. It's very much conditions dependent, um, which in some locations makes it an indefinite scenario, which Mm -hmm. is not as as great as I would like it to be. Right. Um, But it does kind of accept that PCS needs to happen Mm -hmm. and that the Army needs to continue working on operational readiness. And so the flexibility for us to make those decisions at the lower level has been given. Right. Uh, and that got published over the weekend, which is which is good, uh, because now it's the first GO uh, or SES in someone's chain of command. That's that General them. Officer and Senior I, Executive Service. Yes, absolutely. The civilian A lot employees. of civilians listen to this show. you got to hook them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Uh, so they, they can. They still require ETPs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as an example, I submitted exception a, to policy. Yes, um, I submitted Dave. a bunch today. <laughs> Rocking the acronyms. <laughs> yes, that's because I speak in acronyms. Oh, yeah, you're in the so army. You're, in the army. Oh, yeah. uh, you're the man. And woman. so I reached out, General Afflant, signing mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And we're going to send them to the commanding general of whatever organizational structure that those soldiers belong to, and that person. Um, we'll be able to make the decision right there on site and line through it, and that will serve as the exception to policy to allow someone to move. And so there's sure. there's some opening up um, and some more flexibility, but we're still constrained by needing an exception to policy to make that happen, unless you're going to your professional military education. Right. That is the one 
uh, movement that is no longer restricted to an ETP. So we do have some some opening up of okay. restrictions. Okay. I, I have a question. Yes, me. In yeah, the go. Um, so when you say it's condition dependent, yes. does that mean that condition at point A, we'll say that is Fort Hood, and condition at point B, we'll say that is Fort Rucker, have to be equal? No. What it kind of relates to is that senior mission commander at whatever installation. So say you are in New York mm-hmm. and New York is a hotbed and you know you're having problems with soldiers on installation because you've made it where they can go out and meet with 15 people or more and suddenly there's a spike. You know, the chances of someone leaving now have increased in terms of having COVID. Sure. And so you can have a vote in saying that you don't want that person to go until they either quarantined or the risk has lessened. Okay. On the flip side of that, say we're receiving someone at Fort Hood from one of those hotspots. Are the conditions such that we're willing to accept the risk? Do we have a mitigation? And so right now Fort Hood has restrictions on everyone Oconus mm-hmm. at five states that are all hotbeds, California, Washington State, um, New York as an example, and mm-hmm. then s- specific cities, uh, Miami, Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, if we have people coming from those places, then a 14-day quarantine is mandatory. Right. And so we're we're taking steps that, yes, we want people to continue coming so that we can continue building operational readiness, but we're also reducing the chances of us transmitting this this disease um, as much as possible. So what does this mean for people going Oconus and for all you non-military types out there? That means outside of the United States. Yes, what yes. does that mean? So I got orders sending me to Korea or Germany. Is this uh, outside of the United States factor? Is that going to cause a problem? Not necessarily. It's just um, it's a matter of... Us contacting Stuttgart. If you're going to Stuttgart and you're part of First Cav, First Cav will help develop this exception to policy request for you. And they'll reach out to Stuttgart and they'll say, hey, we've got Sergeant so-and-so who has family coming with him, um, planning on living on post. Can you guys receive? Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, that location will say, you know what? Yep, we're, we're facilitating our own personnel departing. We will have facilities on post to receive this family uh, and they will be able to move into on post housing like they expect to. And so we agree we'll take this person. Uh, And that coordination happens while the ETP is being submitted higher um, to whatever approval authority exists, depending on it's COVID-19 dependent. Um, Right now, the lowest is the GO and the SES. Uh, But once that's approved and that unit says, yes, we're willing to take it gets signed and those people are allowed to do all everything they need to do to set conditions to move. All right. So that leads right into my next question. And this is the biggie. All right. For me. So you've got the ability to move people. Yes. We want you to move. Yes. We want you to come here. Okay. Thumbs up all the way around, but moving people is more than just a yes. And a yes, there's a whole lot of logistics that go into it. Yes. So where are we logistic wise? Oh Yeah. And thanks for asking that. Um, so we we recognize that there are more people who will be ready to move than we have logistics to support them moving. Uh, and so Fort Hood, as as the perfect example, can move 
maximum capacity, mm-hmm. 1,476 people per month. And I mean people as in individual families sure. moving. A family unit. Yep, absolutely. But just the amount of people impacted from this stop move since the 13th of March mm-hmm. to now exceeds 3,000. Right. And so we know that we're not going to have enough logistics assets to move everyone on the timeline that they want to move. And so how do you prioritize that? Because everyone's going to want to go and start their life at their next duty location. We know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we've kind of developed some plans, crunched some numbers and figured some things out. There's, there's some people who have to be prioritized first. We know if you're getting out of the army, you have got to be allowed to go. That's, that's the given. Uh, and if you are going to key or critical billets as defined by the army right now, that also has to be something that's allowed to go on the, on the first ticket out, I guess, if I were to put it that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so those include people who are going to brigade or battalion command and those command sergeant majors who are also going to go to brigade or battalion command, the people who are going to their, uh, we call it PME, but it's, it's, um, primary military education. And so if you're PCSing to your captain's career course or ILE, that's one of those. They'll be one of the first ones to go because they have hard dates that they have to start school. Sure. Um, people who are going to drill started in recruiting because that is a generating force. The Army stops building soldiers if they don't have them. Uh, those guys that are going to senior service college, again, the, the hard date for the start of the school already exists. They've got to be allowed to go. And then those soldiers who re-enlisted specifically to PCS somewhere else uh, because their position is tied to a requisition that's also attached to a date. Mm-hmm. And so we can't, we can't keep them. It's um, in the contract. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. And so everyone else falls into what you would call an operational category. Right. Uh, and so, and that's the majority of people sure. falls into that operational category. And so, Taking a look at that bucket of people that needs to be allowed to go, how then do we figure out who needs to be first? And so lots of variables exist. Do they have school-aged kids? Like, because we're going to want them to be able to go as soon as possible to get their kids in place for school. Right. Um, so that's one of many things that we're looking at. The next big ticket items are what's your unit going through right now? Mm-hmm. Because if it's net nef, they need people to receive the equipment, to train on it, to set it. Um, and if they're deploying, they need to get new folks in. And so it's this, this very difficult dance of how much barrack space do we have? How much on post housing do we have? Mm-hmm. How much off post housing do we have? And can we receive because we can't receive it all without giving some away. And so that's where we're, we're, we're trying to find the right balance to, to prioritize personnel who are all going to want to leave. For, and I got, this is a, a question for all of us uh, government uh, service employees out there. <laughs> What's that mean for civilians, though? Uh, is it the same boat, or are they, is it different? No, it's, it's different. My understanding for civilians is, is completely different. Um, I might I might be wrong. That's, That's okay. just it. I'm not That's paying okay. attention to the DA civilian aspect of it. But their moving falls under different categories. And um, something that I wanted to throw in there, mm-hmm. which is what applies to most DA civilians, I think, is what we would consider a PPM, a personally procured move. Okay. And so, although we're limited 
to 1,476 people to move on any given month. That's the max. Mm-hmm. We're not limited to the number of people who can per- personally procure their own move. So that means packing up the, the truck and, and moving to Beverly. Yes. Mm-hmm. If we have soldiers who don't fall into those main priorities that the Army has set, Mm -hmm. but they still want to move on their current timeline, they can. They just have to do it in a PPM. All right, so that's buying boxes, packing up stuff, getting a U-Haul, doing it, and then sign up. Yes. And so the the way, if we can maximize the number of people who are using PPM – It'll really, really help lessen the load on those people who are stuck here longer. Uh, and so I would encourage anyone who wants to take off, definitely look at that as an option. In uh, last month's town hall, uh, General Afflin alluded to it. He had his crystal ball out talking about uh, the backlog. And he said at that time, they expected a seven-month backlog to get everybody that's supposed to PCS during this peak PCS season moved out. Is that about is that about right still? No, it, it's right. It's right. So if if we're just looking at people using the logistics assets that exist, mm-hmm. and we limit ourselves to the one thousand four hundred and seventy six people who can move on any given month, sure. that's both inbound and outbound. Remember mm-hmm. that dance we talked about? Oh yeah. You have to have mm-hmm. barracks, and you've got to have housing available. Well, you can't you can't do that unless you open barracks and housing up. Sure. Which means people have to be allowed to move out. Mm-hmm. Um, but people also have to move in because we have operational requirements, right? So if we only use the logistics assets through AFSBN that exist, it will be March before we are done. Right. But if you, you have people, even even 350 individuals choosing to use PPM a month, sure. will be done before January. Oh, there you go. And so that's that's just it. Like if you want to leave and you want to leave on the timeline that you've got, you can do that. But it's not going to be necessarily in a traditional way where someone comes and packs up your stuff. A lot of it's going to have to be that personally procured move. Now, on the bright side, Big Army has incentivized. Mm -hmm. Uh, In previous years, they had reduced the amount of money you could get back to. It's like 90% or 95% of what they would have contracted. And now it's a 100%. Like what they would have paid on a government contract to move you, they're willing to reimbur- reimburse soldiers to, to, to move themselves. Wow. wow. So. That's a good deal. That is a good deal. Especially if you're chomping at the bit to get to your new duty station. But this isn't something that's happening right now. This is something that's still in the works. It's yes. mm-hmm. coming down the, the pipeline. Sure. So when this does hit, when finally people are given the A-OK, 100%, all right, everybody's ready to move out, who do they need to talk to? If, if you wanted to do that. So the process, ironically, is the same. Um, when you, because everyone still requires an ETP, all, mm-hmm. conditions based, all conditions dependent, when you're doing that and you get that ETP approved, as you go to schedule your household goods, one of the, the boxes you check is whether or not you want to do a PPM. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point in time, you're basically saying, hey, I will move myself uh, and they'll have a bunch of information. You'll have to go into the household goods office at the Copeland Center, and they'll walk you through it. Um, but that's where you would start this process. Well, it sounds easy enough. Yeah. I mean, it's a pain to move, let's be honest. But it's it's a pain whether the government's moving you or whether you're moving you. And that's a true story. They, there, there is another option on this uh, paper. Uh, below PPM, it says, 
consider a PCS deletion or deferment? Yes. How much do you think folks are going to bite for that? Well, it all depends, right? Um, so how much do they like the unit that they're in and right. how much do they like the area? There are some people who do not want to leave Fort Hood at all. Right. Uh, and there's some people that are, are chomping at the bit to go. And so how do we incentivize uh, keeping people? Because we're busy, right? And everyone everyone loves great soldiers and keeping those soldiers who know what's going on. So mm-hmm. um, in terms of what the units are doing to look at potentially maximizing those soldiers to stay, mm-hmm. um, I don't know every single unit is different. And those retention sure. NCOs I know have been handed this task to try and talk to those soldiers about maybe staying a little bit longer. But the COVID-19 dependent deferments mm-hmm. allow you to defer between 90 to 120 days. So that's basically saying, hey, big army, I just need a little bit more time okay. because of all the stuff that's going on. Either I, sure. I have an immunocompromised family member that I'm not comfortable moving right now, um, or because we've been slowed down so much and I know that I'm not going to be a priority, I'd like to move my report dates so that I don't have to worry about the, the administrivia later on. And they can facilitate that. That's an easy 4187 uh, DA. It's a Army form. I'm an AG nerd. So, sure. <laughs> um, but it's simple to your battalion S1 uh, who will send it to HRC, your career manager, say, mm-hmm. hey, can we just move this person's report date 90 or 120 days to the right? Mm-hmm. And then the deletion is up to a, a one-year deletion. And so instead of moving this summer, they'd next be moving summer. next summer. Oh. Um, and there's some some who maybe really jump at that because their unit's deploying and they want to deploy with them. Uh, you know, you've, you've worked hard and you've established this team. Sure. Uh, and so they want to stay with the team as much as possible and maybe go out the door with them. Um, and they have that opportunity or they were maybe going to a unit that was going to deploy and right. they're not feeling, feeling, feeling that as much. So requesting that deletion, they are well within their rights to do so. Same process. They sure. fill out a DA-4187 to request a deletion, COVID-19 specific, uh, and they submit that through their battalion S1 to HRC and their career managers. But if you request the deletion, is it a guaranteed deletion or is it a, well, we'll yeah. see. Because yeah. there's still needs of the Army. Yes, it's, a, it's one of those, eh, we'll see. So we've had people um, who are coming here who've requested deferments, but they've requested deferments for units that just don't have the timeline to support. Sure. Um, and the same goes with the deletion uh, because they they are uncomfortable leaving their families, but cert- specific circumstances, all needs of the Army, they just happen to be coming to a unit where they're allowed to stabilize their family in place. They don't have to move them uh, in this case. And so we, we recommended um, non-concur, but it's all about big army and what big army needs. Because if uh, if they want to stabilize this person, even though we have a need, then big army will have to find someone else to come down here and fill that need. Sure. Uh, and so it's again, it's all about a balancing act in this weird dance of personnel. Goes back to it never hurts to ask. That's true. Also right? true. Well, sometimes. At, the worst they can do yeah. is say no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ma'am, what else? Uh, what do you think is the most important takeaway? Um, that folks should should have from the stopping stop movement here at Fort Hood. You know, I I know the frustration mm-hmm. is there, um, and so the biggest takeaway for me is just a, a continued patience. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many changes that are happening, and they're all coming very rapid paced. Uh, we're on like Aller Act number forty five. Um, which is right. a big army message number 45 on COVID-19 sure. and HQDA has published 29 
fragmentary orders on COVID-19. Right. Uh, and so everyone's trying the best they can with the information that they have. And sometimes information is not as fast as we would like, but we're all here to help. Um, and any way, shape or form that we can be of assistance, please don't hesitate. Reach out. So the floodgates are opening, but it'll be a right. trickle at first. Yep. It's, right? it's, yeah, it's a controlled, a controlled floodgate. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's a, it's a process just like yep. every army thing. It's a process. When do you think, can you, if you can guesstimate. Yeah. It's a great, it's a great point. My, my hope is immediately because what people are operating on is the, the old information of 30 June. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it probably hasn't trickled down fast enough that people can request their ETPs to move now based on the fact that this is conditions-based in death. Um, And the the longer we wait for people to make the request, the more we're not maximizing logistics assets that exist. Uh, And so if people want to move now and they've got the orders to move now, make the request. The worst they can do is say no. Well, you hear that? If you want to move right now, if you got orders and you want to be wherever you're going, get the paperwork in. Time, the clock is ticking. You could be out of here before you know it. Saying goodbye to Whataburger, saying goodbye to Bucky's Dave's, turning all shades <laughs> of red because I'm naming names and here. Brand names, brand, brand names. names. But all those Central Texas things you know and love and a lot of them that you haven't been able to go to for the last three months. And just remember, as, as long as they pursue or are willing to pursue that personally procured move, mm-hmm. the sky's the limit. Wow. You can't drive to Korea. No, no can, you can't. You can try, though. That would be entertaining. <laughs> there are some limitations. <laughs> that would be entertaining. <laughs> well, Major Chipman, thank you for coming by. Oh, thanks for the time, guys. I and, really appreciate uh, it. It's interesting times, isn't it? It's, it's an opportunity to excel and exceed expectations every single day. That is a fantastic attitude. I'm going to borrow some of that. I'm going to borrow some of that. Lermit the Sock here for the Thrift Savings Spam. Is it meat? Who knows? Cut, 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 cut. What? Flermit, baby, look at this script. Mm-hmm. It clearly says thrift savings plan. Oh, yeah. It's about saving money, not lunch meat. Not Let's lunch. try this again. God. Thanks, Steve. Flermit the Sock here for the thrift savings plan. Got it, baby. Soldiers and DOD civilians, listen up. Are you socking away a little bit of money each month in your TSP? What? You're not? They call me crazy. The Thrift Savings Plan is a great way to make sure that you've got the supplemental income you need when you get old and wrinkly. Plus, the government can match up to 5% of your contribution. That's a free money. Make it rain, Uncle Sam. Make it rain. So look out for your future and suck some money away in the Thrift Savings Plan account. Visit www. TSP.gov for more information. You can retire like an ex-prince moving to L.A., or in my case, his wife. That's right. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Factual, fantastical, really and fun. Personally procured movement. PPM. 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 Not when I run to the bathroom.
personally procured. PP movement. <laughs> PP movement. PP movement. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's us. <laughs> Elevating the topics of the day. Yep. Well, you know, poop starts with P. That's right. <laughs> oh, it does. <laughs> wow. You learn more here My by own. accident <laughs> than you do yeah. other places by design. Yeah, potty humor. And you are better for too. it. I ripped that off. I ripped that off. All right, enough potty humor. All right. Well, no, I have a sense it will come back. Um, <laughs> the uh, that was really interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, I have people don't think about it that that moving is more than just getting the ticket. Hey, you got a new new assignment at this place. Yeah. Here's a ticket. Go off. All the machinations that have to go through paperwork through this office, through that office, through the other office oh, yeah. on this end on where you're going. And then beyond that, they've got to make uh, arrangements for somebody to come get your stuff, pack up your stuff. Then that goes in a vehicle and then it gets all put in pallets and boxed up. Mm -hmm. And then that goes into a vehicle and it goes to a ship somewhere. This is for an overseas move Mm -hmm. and gets shipped off there or here, you know, a moving company takes it. It's, where there's a line in one place, there's a line in other places. Oh, yeah. Longer. So, and no one's, come on, let's be honest. This is the government. No one's rushing this. <laughs> no. No one is rushing this. Yeah. So, wow. I, the Whatever the future holds, I think it's going to be interesting. And that way, just think about it. At, uh, you'll be at a point in your life where you'll be able to tell somebody, what, they're moving you right away? Why, when I was a specialist, it took me seven months to get from Fort Hood to Lewis McCord. You can never leave the cab. No, you can never <laughs> leave the cab. That's what that, that's, that's what that line is yeah. across the patch. You, no. No, you're not <laughs> no, leaving. No, 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 no. You're not leaving. You're staying. First team. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, uh, Living the legend. Ooh, uh, so uh, we've all done moves yep we've done moves i moved overseas here's here's my army moving experience ready so i enlist in minnesota right they send me to texas which is right straight down 35 i keep telling you that one doesn't count that's the duffel bag drive but it's still, <laughs> so i moved my duffel bag had nothing that was my yeah. <laughs> i moved that myself uh to to here yeah right so straight south then I moved, my next duty station was in Yokota Air Base in Japan. Mm-hmm. So they moved me overseas. Then I lived in Japan. I had to move myself to Camp Zama right. because I, I became a government worker. Mm-hmm. So that was a, a what, the P, PPM? I don't know. PMM? A, P- a diddy. A diddy. A personal procured movement. A P diddy move uh, <laughs> of my own. Um, and that cost 10 grand, by the way. To get oh myself my to goodness. move and get set up. Yeah. So, but then the army moved me again from Japan back to Fort Hood. So, in actuality, I've only ever moved from Fort Hood to Japan and from back. Japan back to Fort Hood. Oh, man. What about you, Brianna Du? I moved, I PCS'd, well, my, his uh, Minnesota to Texas mm-hmm. was similar to my right. Texas to Kansas because right. I, I enlisted in. in Actually, I enlisted in Oklahoma. I went through MEPS there, but went out of Texas. They don't have a good MEPS station around here. They do south, but I'm I'm so north. 
Like I'm I'm oh, weird. I'm 30 minutes from the border of Oklahoma. Minute. So St. Paul, uh, Minneapolis has just a map station, just a building there at Fort Snelling. Yeah. Just boop. there is one down like in this area, but um, that's like four and a half hours away. Okay. from mm-hmm. my hometown. But uh, yeah, I PCS from Kansas to Korea, mm-hmm. and then Korea to Japan, and Japan to Hood. Wow. Mm-hmm. Three times, and they've all been stressful. <laughs> and they've the military's moved your stuff? The military every... has moved my stuff, yes. What about and, yeah. mm-hmm. Dave? Oh, you want, a, you want 27 that's, years worth? Yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's go. We got uh, time. Okay, let's we see. We got time. Basic. Forget all the schooling and all that. All right, so first duty assignment was Fort Shafter, Hawaii. Ooh, yes. And then I got out. So. All right, well, that was there. easy. Now, Brianna. <laughs> There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you came back. Breaking service, yeah. yeah you, couldn't, oh, wow. you couldn't let a good thing go to waste. Yeah, going broke, going to college. Uh, <laughs> come back, um, Europe. Oh, nice. Uh, and I basically stayed in Europe for, I was in Belgium for two tours. Nice. Deployed a lot from around there. Then I went to Frankfurt, Germany. Then I went to, oh, crap, uh, Tuzla. Bosnia. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Fort Bragg. No, it was Bragg, then Tuzla. Yeah, I actually PCS'd to a deployed location. <laughs> they called it a TCS. I've never heard of this. Yeah, TCS. Did. Yeah, I did a year. Temporary change of station. Did it come with Vaseline? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that was from Bragg. They gave me orders. I was supposed to go to Wijambu. Korea. Ah, yeah. And they said, Good place. yeah, we really need you over here instead. And I went, okay, whatever. And they moved your stuff for one year? Uh, no, they moved the family back to Wisconsin while I was Okay, I was about to say, deployed. I was like, it doesn't, I, don't, I wouldn't think they would pay Did for Did they pay that. housing? Yeah. Oh, that's oh okay. Oh, yeah. Paid the move, paid the house. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, I had one more move too. Uh-oh. I forgot. Sorry. Yes. Oh, you go ahead. No. Oh. I did move for in Japan. I had the government move me to two different barracks rooms because I I had to prove that I had a medical wait, condition. Wait, wait, wait. The yeah. government moved you to two different barracks rooms? Yeah. You couldn't move your, yourself? No, I couldn't. My tax dollars paid to move you to a... <laughs> Down the street? Oh, or <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. Uh, well, it's because I had, I had to, I like submitted paperwork that I had my nerve condition and yeah. I couldn't lift stuff. It took them... Eight months to process it, the paperwork, because it had to go through Korea, but they filed it in Japan. Oh, so it went from Japan to Korea, and then Korea to the U.S., then from the U.S. back to Korea, and Korea back to Japan. Wow. And then they moved me. A com- uh, they, ha- they hired a company to move my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have said to your battle buddies, hey, hey, can you help me move? I'm going to a... God oh, bless they, it. They don't care about God bless soldiers. Wow. Yeah. All right. Back to you. Oh, back to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm in uh, Tuzla. Mm -hmm. Uh, Come back from Tuzla, and we go to back. We pick up the family and go to Belgium. Oh, wait! You just love Germany. Belgium is not Germany. Sorry, sorry. That's what I meant. You just love Germany. I I realized it. Sorry, I'm sleepy. I realized as soon as I said, I'm like, oh, this is wrong. (laughs) Speak French and Flemish. I didn't. I didn't sleep well last night. uh, And then, then it was hood. Oh, man. You've been here a long time. Off to the cab, yeah. My last six years active was here. Oh, wow. six. Six years. Oh. Two tours to Two. Iraq, Hurricane Katrina, 
Oh, uh, earthquakes in Pakistan. What else? And you did a lot of work. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. And he did a lot of work. Mm-hmm. He was a mid-tour replacement in my first uh, deployment to Iraq. Wow. Oh, I have oh two. I'm That's when we crossed paths the first time. Yeah. And I, I forget the, how long you guys have known each other. And he was doing the duffel bag drag there, too. And I, <laughs> I made him do a TV story about it. Aww. Yeah. Newly arrived to Iraq. Nice. Well, he did. I dumped out a duffel bag in the, the, the camera lens. Yep. <laughs> yep. I did. That's cool. Let's find out what people think about Iraq. What did I ask? I asked something so, about stuff. Nobody in this room has done a do-it-yourself move. Because yeah. mine have always been overseas well, and back. Well, the one to from uh, Kitamoto, Japan... To my job in Camp Zama was a do-it-yourself. We had, uh, but that was on your own dime. The army, yeah, I, there was no reimbursement. Was, yeah, that. Was, oh. that was just hey, do it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If I wanted the job, I could have stayed there and just commuted two and a half hours uh, to work every day. Yeah, yikes, two and a half. Yeah, by train. Oh, it's not as bad by different train, prefecture but... from Saitama Prefecture to uh, Kanagawa Prefecture. That's too far, Saitama. It is a haul. That's expensive too. Yeah, it was. It would have been like thirty dollars a day. Yeah, wow. and that's the cheap train. Yeah, it's not even the fast, expensive one. Mm-hmm. Oof. No thanks. But no, I guess nobody's ever done one for the military per se, where you you turn in paperwork when you're done and they reimburse they reimburse you. Yep. So it's so good now, though, that they're doing the whole hundred mm-hmm. percent reimbursement. If I was moving somewhere in the U.S., I'd be doing it myself. I mean, one, horror stories, moving horror stories. Right. You know, the, the feeling of if the military moves you, what's going to get broken? What's what's not going to work Right. When, when I arrive? You've got so much more control over that because you're packing your own stuff so you can be as careful with it. Use as much packing material as you want. Not that mm-hmm. the, the companies aren't careful, but there is a difference when it's your own stuff. Sure. Um, and then time is on your side. You have more control over that. Uh, and it's just, just about more control. And especially now with this backlog, you're able to say, you know what? I, I God bless you, Central Texas. You've been so good to me. But right. now it's time to see scenic... Other place that's not across an ocean. Fort Bliss. Oh, that's across the state. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's a drive. Yeah. That's a drive. Ten that's hours, a little right? hike. Ten, 12 hours. Yeah, and that, the military would move you to, to Bliss from here. Yep. It'd be sort of a, gee, how'd you get those orders? Dropping the hat there. Close to your old stomping grounds, Fort Riley, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Huh? You were there. That's right. But you don't like Riley? No. Why not? Just dish the dirt on Fort Riley. Fort Hood exposing Fort Riley. Come oh, on. You it. were part of the bro. Uh, I was. I Big was. red one. Really? They I, were, was, I was part of the duty first. They were, they were the best in the 70s with Joe Morgan and Johnny Bench bro. and Pete Rose. The bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a big red. I had a lot of big red, wonderful days. Lee Marvin was really great in that movie too. Big red one. Mm. 
You never yeah. saw that one either. No, did you? I'm not. Man, no, she, she lived it. I didn't. She lived it. I didn't. Yeah, I already. Yeah, I I did it. Can I ask a question? Yes. Why does the big red one? Because I'm looking at your combat patch. Mm-hmm. Why does the big red one patch? Why is the one black? So we we only wear the red ones when there's ceremonies. Shouldn't it just be red all the time? It used to be, but they they change it like it should be all the time. Called the big red occasional one. Yeah, yeah. It occasionally be. red one. Well, because when I first got there, everyone wore all the red, and then they changed it to only ceremonial units could wear it. So we still could wear it. And then the calf goes. You call then, that big? Yeah. Hold my beer. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I do have a lot. I have so many. And that's the thing is I'd have so many variations because the the, the color of the red was different when you were deployed also. So I have like six different patches. What? Yeah. We had a patch when we remember the combat patch for the calf. Yeah. First time around in Iraq was mm-hmm. actually reversed. So what? for the right shoulder. Because mm-hmm. if you put if you put that one on your right shoulder. Mm-hmm. Which way is the horse facing? The right. No, it's the facing. Way. It's facing backwards. Oh yeah. See, when you got it on your left side, left side, mm-hmm. the horse head faces forward. Uh huh. So oh. our our CG at the time said, "Nah, I want them both facing forward." So it was like mirror image. Oh, mm-hmm. that's confusing. So they yeah. had them specially made. They had them specially wow. made. Wow, and you have some. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so then we all that's got back to cool. the. Cool. I want to see that. We so got, if you were a calf sandwich, both of your horses faced forward. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can y'all like, like maybe upload a picture of that? Sure. I think that'd be really cool. I'm sure. Or I'll just take a, a calf patch and reverse it. But <laughs> the, uh, it just confused everybody though. Well, yeah, and then when we got back to the states, it was oh yeah, we got a week before they were like, no, that's not authorized. You gotta lose those. No, yeah, that's really cool. That's like we were wearing them in country. Yeah, and we had we we had ones like that too. Like special color ones that we can only wear over there. Yep. So many different patches. I know, but why don't you like uh, what's up with Riley? Um, I didn't really like the area. Yeah, keep in mind, I am from Kansas. Yeah. I, I, so, didn't, I wasn't into it. What didn't you like about the area specialist Brianna do? It was so, everything was so spaced out. It took forever to Wait, get this anywhere. is somebody for to Texas yes. saying this. Yeah. Texas is, is infinitely larger than Kansas. Yeah, but Kansas. there's still stuff like, like you can go to a town and everything you need is still within like 10, 15 minutes. You're such a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> Such a millennial. <laughs> well, and also the thing, I didn't have any money, right? So I just mm-hmm. joined. And, like, I would have loved to, like, you know, go to um, Kansas City or even, uh, like, Salina or... <laughs> it was, she wasn't even that interesting. Salina. Yeah. That was, where I, that was where I could afford to go. They had a chocolate factory Or there. the Wizard of Oz Salina. Museum, you know? Yeah, I, I did go there. Where's that? Topeka. I went to Topeka. But it was Ooh. so expensive. Like Topeka? Yeah. These for are, me to go there. These are words I've never heard together in my entire life before. Topeka and expensive. It was. Because like the drive out there, mm-hmm. spending the day, getting lunch, dinner, going back. I didn't have the money to do that. Like I could maybe do it like once every six months. So I had a car payment. Wow. And this I is had, from somebody that uh, just got done serving in Japan. Telling yeah. me how expensive Topeka, Kansas is. Yeah. Uh, for it's a, all relative, for a, though. Yeah, a 20-year-old. No, year all my relatives are in Hutchinson or Wichita. <laughs> for a 20-year-old with no money. Because when you're in Japan, they pay you more. You That's get true. You get cost of living assistance. And, and the dollar to yen rate. 
Yeah, you got it's a little bit better. Favorite. Yeah. Although when I got to Japan with AFN, it was a week. The dollar yen rate was favorable for a week, and then it's the worst it has ever been <laughs> in the history of U.S.-Japan relations for the entire time I was with the military. Soon as I got out, boom, back to being favorable again. I think that means like you were the problem. Yeah, they were, that was me. <laughs> that was yeah. on me. It's all about you. Yeah, that was on me. <laughs> but uh, Topeka expensive. God, that's it, so it mind-blowing. As a 20-year-old, mind you, with a car payment and paying off other things. Mm-hmm. You know, you were close to college cities. And those college towns, they got stuff for people your age. I don't that, like to do stuff that college the people The Little like Apple? Manhattan, Kansas? No. Where everything's purple? I Yeah, no. I actually refused to wear purple for a long time because of that. <laughs> just now, because, just to I spite like Manhattan. Yes, I, I, I literally did. I did. Wow. That's... I mean, the college town was cool, but it was like, uh, you know, just I didn't really enjoy it. Not a K-State fan. Wow. No. My cousin went to uh, college in K-State. I know a lot of people that went there, actually. They have a decent music program. So what do you, uh, what are your feelings for the, the Fort Hood Colleen Copper's Cove Temple area, if that was your feeling oh, about Kansas. <laughs> um, Remember, you're sticking around a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than Kansas, I'll say. But I think really? I'm in a better place now. Like, I have I have more money and uh, a little okay. more established, and I kind of know what I'm doing. And the thing, it was so stressful being in Kansas for me. Like, you know, I, I still don't know what to expect of the Army. I don't know what I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do in my job or if I'm going to be successful or people will like me. So it was like, and I was still trying to figure out my personality. I, I, it was my first time being on my own. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I was just going through major, major life changes. Every day you could have woken up, looked outside, taken a deep breath and said, by God, at least I'm in Kansas. No. Tap your heels together three times. I mean, you're still there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The and my the barracks I was in were haunted too. So oh, that's cool. Tell us a story. Ooh, it was do. No. Tell us a haunted story. Well, uh, I have so many. Uh, well, tell, pick, okay. So I one? lived on the the top floor, and I swear to, and it wasn't just me. Other people on the top floor, we would hear footprints, like people Wait, walking on I the. I think roof. you mean footsteps. Footsteps. Yes, that I meant. We I we would hear footsteps on the roof all the time. And I also, for about a year, I didn't have a roommate mm-hmm. and the door is locked, right? So not even I had access to um, the uh, the separate room and we shared a common room. So I could see the door, couldn't open it mm-hmm. and it was just me. But I swear I would hear the furniture moving around in there like at least Ooh. once a week. Like I would hear like a drawer opening and closing and then something like I, w- I would hear like the sound of uh, like furniture moving across the floor and then i would hear like taps coming from like i would hear knocks on the wall Mm. it was legit like haunted i have a ghost story so i watched the Mm -hmm. uh ghost adventures show or i did i've sort of fallen off but uh ghost adventures are three guys that go with cameras and and lock themselves inside a Mm -hmm. haunted house okay and try to to communicate with the dead they've got they've got infrared cameras They've got tape recorders that they ask questions and then pause and then play it back to try to hear spirit voices on the, yeah, mm-hmm. the tape. Because for some reason, ghosts are recorded on tapes but <laughs> can't be heard. 
All right, let's not logic this. Anyway, <laughs> so I, I watch those shows, and I'm on my honeymoon with my wife in Colorado, and we're in cool. uh, Box Canyon Aww. in Colorado at Ure. Um, and they have this grand old hotel, and it's way off season, so it's completely empty. Mm-hmm. So they give me a super crazy deal on a room, on one of their suites. Mm-hmm. And if you can imagine, it's a restored uh, Victorian-era suite. Absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And, and they even told me that this particular suite is on call uh, for Oprah Winfrey. It's where she stays when she's in town. Um, so she's got a deposit on it all the time. She wants, you know, they got to boot me because Oprah's in town. So I asked them, I said, so uh, you're an old hotel. Do you have any... Any ghost problems? And they told me a, a ghost story about a, a woman who supposedly walks around on the third floor, which is, is where we were. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so that night, uh, wife and I go to bed. And at some point in the night, I wake up. and I don't know why, but I'm like wide awake. And I think, well, since I'm up and it's the middle of the night, I'll do a little ghost investigation. So I take my phone and I, I sit down and I hit record. I start asking questions, just like I've seen on the the Ghost Adventures show. Okay. Mm -hmm. Who are you? What is your name? Why are you here? What happened to you? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I go back and listen to my my recording, hold it up to my ear so I'm really straining, turn up the volume, but not enough to, I don't want to wake the wife. And I hear myself asking the questions, you know, who are you? Why are you here? And I hear something very faintly in there. And I'm like, hair is standing on end. I'm just like, oh my gosh. That's back when you had hair. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> on my arms. On my arms. Okay. On my arms. <laughs> so anyway, I'm really, I'm just like freaked out. Oh my gosh. Oh right. my, I'm talking to the dead. This again. Who are you? You know, I'm asking questions. Going back, I'm, I'm hearing it again, but I, I really can't make out. Mm-hmm. what's being said. So I'm really kind of freaking out internally at this time. And I try it one more time, and that's when I realize, really straining while I'm talking, I'm just recording my wife snoring. <laughs> 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 There's no ghost. It's just my wife. <laughs> <sighs> that was not a ghost story. Uh, it was. There was a ghost involved. There's no ghost. There was a ghost involved. Mm-hmm. You want a real ghost story? What? So when I was a little kid, my mom and I lived in this old house on Oliver Street mm. in, uh, was it Oliver? No, St. Clair. St. Clair. We moved from Oliver Street to St. Clair. I'm a little kid. This is 81, mm-hmm. right? Little six-year-old Charlie. And my mom wanted me to clean my room, and I didn't want to clean the room. Mm-hmm. And I left the room to argue with the mother. Uh, I lost the argument. <laughs> I went into the room and a music box that my great-grandmother had given me, which was quite heavy, mm-hmm. made of solid wood, was floating midair and fell to the ground as soon as I entered the room. Scared Whoa. the heck out of me. Hmm. I just got goosebumps. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a true... How old were you? Six? Six. Wow. Six. Weird stuff would happen in that house. Did you tell anybody? Yeah, I told my mom. What'd she say? I don't remember. I don't remember, but I do know that it, it was one of those places that my mom and a, and a grown adult woman mm-hmm. felt extremely apprehensive just in going into the basement. 
mm-hmm. and this place just a weird weird vibe and is we didn't stay in that place long i bet yeah we were we were gone pretty definitely quick. something was there wow well, dave do you have any ghost stories nope oh Ooh, that was exciting Sorry. that was exciting i have a lot of ghost experiences really? i actually grew up in a haunted house did you yeah we had to move because of it it was really bad we tried to um we had our pastor come and people in the church try to exercise the house and it made it like three times worse wow we my uh my mother's side of the family had a haunted house mm. that somebody would walk up and down the stairs mm-hmm. yeah we had people that. watching them sleep um weird stuff like that Wait, it was it was constant like it was a nightmare living there like mm. anything electronic mm-hmm. would always mess up like our, our baby toys would go off all night long. Like we, we would take the batteries out and they would still go off. Wow. Our TV would turn on at full volume. Like, you know, and you never have a TV all the way up. Right. But I mean, our TV would turn on like, so not only did you have ghosts, they were hard of hearing. <laughs> I mean, anything, our microwave, anything electronic would go off randomly, like all the time. Uh, like just, just the normal stuff. Like we'd hear footsteps and, like you could kind of like feel something and like I'd see some stuff out of the corner of my eyes and there was more, there were more things that oh. I won't super get into, but it was a lot. All the, all the better reason to PCS. Yeah. And if you're, <laughs> if you're looking to get out of that haunted house fast, mm-hmm. do that Diddy move. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. See how There's, I brought that full circle? Nobody uses Diddy anymore. P- supposedly. PMM. Move. I never. Pum- I still call PPM. PPM. Move. It sounds so weird. Doesn't it? It should yeah, be Diddy. It kind of sounds. It should be Diddy. Yeah. You've been in the Army how many years? Nine. Nine years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they must have changed that recently then. Yeah, because yeah. I, I still know it as a Diddy. I think they're just trying to change it. It's one of those, somebody had a good idea. We should call it this. but And so they're trying, throwing yeah. it out there. But I think P. Diddy works better. I like P. Diddy. Yeah, P. Diddy. Not personal. It's got a groove. Personal Diddy do, move. Do it it's got yourself. A yeah, personal Diddy move. Doing the pay did he move? We should submit that. Mm-hmm. All right, now we've run to this into the ground. So, really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll be back with a final segment, final thoughts, mm-hmm. right after these messages. Thank you for staying with us this all this time. You, no, seriously, thank you. Pat yourself on the back if you can do that. We'll be right back. Hey golfers, are you looking for a new course to play? The Courses of Clear Creek is a 27-hole course with challenging greens located in the scenic rolling hills of Fort Hood. With a 300-yard driving range, two putting greens, and a four-hole kids course, we're the premier golf course in Central Texas. Our pro shop is always stocked with the latest golfing equipment and name brand apparel, while our beautiful pavilion overlooking the course is a great place to enjoy a cold beverage. The Courses of Clear Creek, open to the public, offering annual, monthly, and summer membership packages. Give us a call today at 254-287-4130 or find us on the web at hood.armymwr.com. Coming on strong on a Monday. I feel so low. You know, when I, when I think of toilet plume, I think of an A-bomb going off. That's what I see in my head is that mushroom cloud <laughs> coming out of a toilet. It's here to get you fall out. Fall out. I never ever should have brought that to the podcast because it is forever going to be on my mind now. Anytime. 
I enter in a bathroom. Do you close the lid at home now? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you still don't go here? I try not to. <laughs> Sometimes there are emergencies. <laughs> but uh, I try not to. <laughs> and uh, when I do do my business in a military facility. You've got the door open. I and, do. And, I've and got the thing. On the plunger. Oh, and it's the, it's Hit the it. flush run. Flush and run. <laughs> <laughs> Lord help anybody that's on the other side of that door. <laughs> She's gonna tackle them. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, but think about it. That study, <sighs> right? Mm-hmm. Was like late seventies or something like that. And toilets don't have the power like they used to back in the day. What are they? One gallon flush now, or most of them? Yeah, that takes takes a couple. I don't stick around <laughs> to find out. I don't stick around to find out. No, but I mean, you know, I remember when I was a kid, man, you know, you could flush anything down the toilet. Oh, yeah. Because they were powerful. Yeah. They were powerful. <laughs> it was during the Clinton administration that the new toilet rule. That's serious. The uh, new new rules came out, and I can remember that because uh, at that time, I I was in high school, but I had a, a class that was away from the high school, so I had to drive. drive drive. I had to drive from point A to point B. Crikey. <laughs> I had to drive from point A to point B. And um, I would listen to talk radio, and Rush Limbaugh was on at the time. And it, this the fact that that uh, the Clinton administration was going to change over toilets was uh, was a point of consternation for, for Rush. It upset him greatly. Hmm. greatly. It sounded like you said constipation. No, it might have been. He sounds constipated sometimes. <laughs> but... Uh, it was it was a it was a hot button topic. Well, has it been proven though that the like the because I know they found COVID nineteen in in feces, but is it actually transmittable from it, or is it just well, sure, the strain? Sure. Well, first off, you shouldn't have feces in your hand. Well, <laughs> right. Uh, so, no so, mud pies. No yeah. mud pies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it protects the skin from sun. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, it's it's transmitted. And it will okay. definitely yeah. ensure social distancing. Yes. Don't you remember? <laughs> That's true. Remember the fart study. Hey, stinky, stay over yeah. there. The <laughs> fart study. It's uh, it'll it'll come out there. It'll <laughs> propel itself oh. through the air to the olfactory senses. I I was flushing or I was closing my toilet before that study came out because I knew about the dispersal uh, well i would say i was I, I wasn't not closing it but it it wasn't it wasn't on your mind no like it is now no. if it was up eh, if it was down eh, okay you know what what would you say your ratio was uh, probably 50 50 okay 50 50 depending okay. if i was visiting somebody's house she lives. She lives on her own, so she doesn't yeah. have to deal with this. Yeah. And boyfriend's in Japan, so <laughs> fiance is in Japan, so she doesn't have to worry about this. Do you leave the seat up? I try oh. not to. I try. Well, no, because I'm closing the lid now all oh, the time. Oh, there you go. Oh, it's yeah. all. What if it's a conspiracy to get the guys to close the lid? Oh my god! I bet. What? Yeah, Just my mind is boggled. <laughs> you have. <laughs> Let's see who wrote that study. Was it a woman? It was. <laughs> oh. This needs. This goes deeper. Yeah, this needs further investigation. <laughs> Let's plunge toilet, toilet, deeper. Toilet plume might be a hoax. <laughs> exactly. Just a social Just experiment. to get guys to put the seat down yeah. for their ladies. We're on to something here. 
Mm-hmm. My God. We're exposing them. Conspiracy theory. All right. I, I was, seriously, I'm not saying anything. That, I'm speechless because it makes so much sense now. <laughs> it has, like all the puzzle pieces are falling into place. How could I have been so blind? Exactly. They were manipulating my heart. You had an epiphany. Yep. From now on, toilet seats up all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> all the time. Toilet plume away, Charlie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good ending point for all of this. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. While we, while we investigate further. What a show it's been. Yeah. Huh? From the beginning to through the middle and now to the end, we've been to all the parts. Hmm. All of them. Brianna, your thoughts on that? It was a good time. Oh, great. Dave? <laughs> Another week. Just moving on to the next one. That's right. Yeah. What will happen next week, you never can tell. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, drive safe. Live life. Put the seat down. Eat. <laughs> or not. <Yeah>. Or not. <laughs> yep, or not. No. Don't let them control your mind. That's what I got for you. Don't let them control your mind. And uh, we'll see you next week. Same right. bat time. Same bat channel. Bye.